The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 20 most underappreciated coaches in college football history, counting down numbers 10 to 1. In our previous episode, we counted down numbers 20 to 11. Today, we count down numbers 10 to 1. And I mentioned in the previous podcast that I'm not measuring simply the accomplishments of the coach, but I'm trying to balance their accomplishments versus the historical recognition they received. And this is a nebulous task at best. It's prone to be thought of being quite subjective. And I'd like to put accomplished coaches like Frank Leahy and Fielding Yost and John Heisman on the list because they should be higher up on this extreme pedestal they're on. But they're famous in their own right. So I'd be really just quibbling. So here we go. Numbers 10 to 1 of the most unappreciated coaches in college football history. Number 10, John Merritt, Tennessee State Tigers. Now, John Merritt was hired by Tennessee A&I back then in 1963, and they were unaware that he was about to post 31 consecutive winning seasons. At Tennessee State, then Tennessee A&I, when all was said and done, Coach John Merritt posted four undefeated seasons, four Midwest Athletic Association titles, seven Black College National Football Championships. That's seven of them. Who did he put into the NFL? Joe Gillum, Richard Dent, Ed Tutol Jones, Claude Humphrey. He led Tennessee State to the school's first NCAA, one AA playoff victory in 1982. Now, in 1985, he was awarded the Amos Longest Stag Award. His record at Tennessee State was 172, 33, and 7. Let me put that another way. He won 83% of his games. That's Newt, not Bachley-like numbers. And number nine is Gil Doby, who is very famous, but he should be considered the best of the best. See, he coached Washington from 1908 to 1916. And, and I'll say this slowly, he did not lose. He did not lose. He went 58-0-3, winning 98% of his games. 98% of his games. Coach Gil Doby's version of the Huskies did not lose a game in his nine seasons as head coach. He was undefeated for his entire tenure at Washington, joining a very small group of coaches to never lose a game at their program, and none of them had a duration that long. It is, I find, impossible to give enough praise here. You'd be higher on this list if he wasn't famous in the first place. Now, if you add on the fact that the 1910 National Championship he won, and you think, wow, but there's more. His defense has posted shutouts 46 times in 61 games. And that meant he shut out three out of every four teams he faced. 
And again, this is over a nine year stretch. The 1909 team went 7-0 and only allowed one team to score, as did the 1910 national championship team. All the other teams, undefeated, mind you, allowed two or more teams to score against them. How is that for excellence when you have that type of criteria that you use for ranking system? As Coach Gill's teams went undefeated, they posted a 61-game unbeaten streak. Not 47, not 48, 61 over nine seasons. And that included five consecutive undefeated, untied teams. And number eight is Bill Yeoman, Houston. He was an innovator. He coached from 1962 to 1986. He won 60% of his games. But he invented the VRT offense, which went on to influence college football offenses in the 1960s and 70s. In 1976, Coach Yeoman's Tigers, in its first year in the conference, tied for the SWC, Southwest Conference National Championship. In all, his teams won four Southwest Conference National Championships. What led Coach Yeoman to design the Veer offense? Well, in the second and third seasons, the Cougars were 4-14-1, and, and they were held to a touchdown or less seven times. In 1965, they lost their first two games. So he employed a new scheme where the linemen would read and then had the option to leave opponents' defenders to allow for a halfback dive or a pitch. And this perplexing offense turned out to give birth to the triple option, master innovator. Number seven, Francis Schmidt Tulsa. I've done a podcast on this man. man. I've mentioned him in many podcasts. Francis Schmidt Tulsa. He coached Tulsa, and he was hired following the 1919 season. His record was 24-3-2. He burst immediately onto the Tulsa scene, winning his first game, I'll say this slowly, 152 to nothing over Oklahoma Baptist. Now keep in mind, only Georgia Tech's 222 to nothing three years earlier exceeded that total. His 1919 team went 8-0-1. He followed that with the 1920 team that went 10-0-1. That team scored over 100 points twice, started the season with a 121 to nothing win over St. Gregory, and followed that season with a 151 to nothing win over Northeast Oklahoma. In just over one season, Coach Schmitz did what no other coach had ever done or no other team. His team scored over 150 points twice. Best coach, number six. Why this coach isn't number one on my list? I don't know. Should be. Never won a national championship, had a 65% winning percentage, but he did the impossible. Bill Schneider, Kansas State. Bill Schneider worked a miracle in Manhattan. In Bill Schneider's third year, his Wildcats posted a winning record. That season in 1991 marked a turning point. See, Kansas State, from 1937 to 1990, for 54 consecutive years, posted a total of four winning records. Now that year, 1991, they were riding a stretch of eight consecutive losing seasons and there's more. In that stretch, Kansas State went 30 consecutive games without a win, going winless in the 1987 and 1988 seasons. Now following the 1991 season, Kansas State went five and six and Coach Schneider's brilliance kicked in as they won at least nine games for eight straight years, including four consecutive 11-win seasons. 
From 1997 to 2003, Coach Snyder's Wildcats had six 11-win seasons in seven years. And in fact, in 1998, for the turnaround to be epic beyond proportions, he got his Wildcats to be ranked number one at the end of the regular season, 11-0. 11-0. Number five, Jake Gaither, Florida A&M. Legendary coach Jake Gaither stands immortal on the college football coaching landscape. He coached Florida A&M from 1945 to 1969. His teams were the things of legends. I've done pod, a podcast on him. Eight black college national championships. 20 conference championships. Coach Gaither's record was 204, 36, and four. That's an 84.4% winning percentage. Newt Rockney-like numbers. It's the third highest of any college football coach with at least 200 career wins and the highest of any HBCU football coach. In 1963, Coach Gaither introduced the split T formation to the world of college football. It was quickly adopted by other colleges. In 1969, Florida A&M defeated University of Tampa 34-28 in the South's first football game between a white college and a historically black college. And for all his remarkable achievements, perhaps none was as grandeur as his four seasons from 1959 to 1962. And this is what I did the podcast on. Coach Gaither's Rattlers from 1959 to 1961 posted a 29-1 and record. They scored over 40 points 19 times, 50 points 13 times, 60 points 10 times, 70 points 5 times, over 80 points twice, and they scored 97 points. The next year in 1962, the team won the first nine games before losing the last game of the season. Number four, John Vaught, Old Miss Rebels. Now, history will remember John Vaught as the Old Miss coach from 1947 to 1970 and in 1973, winning 75% of his games. John Vaught of Old Miss had legendary defenses. His version of the Rebels in the late 50s and early 60s were a force to be reckoned with. During the stretch in Coach Vaught's tenure at Old Miss, his Rebels won three national championships, 59, 60, and 62, summer split. From 1957 to 1962, his Rebels went a combined 57, 6, and 1, winning 89% of the games. In the 1950s, only Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma Dynasty had a better record than Coach Vaught's Old Miss Rebels. Coach Vaught was an offensive and defensive innovator. He brought the split T formation to the SEC, but his defenses, they were legendary. In fact, one can make a cogent argument that he was one of the five greatest defensive coaches in the history of college football. In the 1959 season, Old Miss gave up eight total a total of three touchdowns all season from 1954 to 1964 for 11 consecutive seasons. His defense shut out at least three teams every season. How good were they? Well, his team would often punt on first or second down to place the ball in the hands of the defense. Number three, Andy Smith, Cal Bears. Andy Smith, Coached the Cal Bears from 1916 to 1925. He won 80% of his games. He won 
four consecutive national championships, 2021, 22, and 23. Coach Smith, Coach Andy Smith's Cal Bears were called the Wonder Team, the Wonder Boys. They posted a 50 consecutive game unbeaten streak from 1920 to 1925. That's 5-0, ladies and gentlemen. His 1920 team, the 1920 team, is considered one of the greatest teams in the first 50 years of college football. During his team's 50-game unbeaten streak, the Golden Bears posted five consecutive undefeated seasons. And from 1920 to 1924, with each team except for the 24 team, they earned at least a split national championship. Which brings us down to the final two. Number two, Eddie Hurt, Morgan State Bears. When you consider the greatest college football coach of all times, Coach Eddie Hurt is in the upper echelon. And for him not to be recognized that way, I, I have no idea why. He should be at the head of the pack, the greatest of the great, Eddie Hurt, Morgan State Bears. He checks every box, six national championships, 57-game unbeaten streak from 1931 to 1938, Dynasty, six HBCU national championships in a 17-year span, three and four years, 11, 11 undefeated season in 18 years. And the holy grail of college football, he posted an unbeaten, untied, unscored upon team. That team was the 1943 national championship team. Which brings us to the number one unrecognized coach in the history of college football, at least from my perspective, Bobby Dodds, UTEP Miners. I find no coach in the annals of college football history with more singular, spectacular moments than Bobby Dodds of UTEP. His resurrection of the program in the first season culminated that year into the turning point, and it led to four spectacular seasons of passing explosions in the 1960s. That included, follow this, perhaps the greatest debut ever for a college football quarterback, maybe the greatest last ending ever in a game, the greatest six consecutive throws in college football history, the greatest fourth quarter passing performance in college football history, and he turned out two quarterbacks who did the unimaginable, Bobby Dodd. Let's start with just Brooks Dawson. Brooks Dawson quarterbacked for Bobby Dodd. On October 21st, 1967, Brooks Dawson opened the game against New Mexico with six touchdown passes on his first six throws. Think of that. First six throws, six touchdown passes. The next year against BYU, in the final 10 minutes of the game, Brooks Dawson and that Bobby Dodd's offense threw for 304 yards. In the last 10 minutes of the game, 304 yards. Bobby Dodd's coach UTEP from 1965 to 1972. Now, he won 52% of his games, but in those seven seasons, the Miners did, in the seven seasons, the Miners did not have a winning season prior to him coming. And then what happened? He entered onto the scene and produced the passing machine that exploded onto the college football landscape. In 1965, in his first season as head coach, in his first game, the Miners set an NCAA record. Now, 61 to 15 defeat of North Texas. They passed for 634 yards. That season, Coach Dobbs Miners finished number two in the nation in passing yards, 321. In the 1966 season, his second season, they finished number eight in passing yards. And in 1967, number one. And again, in 1968, number three. 
Along the way, Bobby Dodd's team set numerous passing records. Bobby Dodd's, the number one unrecognized coach in the history of college football. Well, there you have it. Between the last two podcasts, the 20 most underrecognized coach in the history of college football. Thank you for listening to the history of college football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.